What's up, everyone? FBU Nation, we are back. It's the legend himself, Anthony Bevilacqua, <laughs> alongside uh, my host here, Vince Gabriel, the birthday boy himself. So as we record this, I don't know when this is coming out, but as we record this, Vince's birthday is tomorrow. So happy birthday, Vince. I wish we had uh, some cake and candles here. You know, the, maybe the team can- uh, the team brought in a bunch of presents for me and uh I am eating cannoli chips. I put cannoli chips in my oatmeal today. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, my wife loves this cannoli dip. Like they sell this cannoli. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, it's 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 basically cannoli chips that have like a a dip in it. But I put the I crumpled up the cannoli chips and put them in my oatmeal today. So it was great. It was actually really good. Are you a cannoli fan? Uh, You like cannolis? I like cannolis. Yeah. 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 Nice man. So how old are you turning, man? I'm gonna be 42. Nice. Yeah. Very exciting. Nice. I remember I freaked out when I turned 30. It was like one of those years when I turned 30, I freaked out. It was one of those numbers like, oh, my God. So ha- talk to me. You know, you're, you're a little bit older than me. So 42, are you like, it's hard to get older, right? Like, you kind of know, you want it to stop after a certain point. So tell me, what's the inside yeah. at 42? Um, you know, here's the thing. I feel like I'm in year one of the second half of my life. You know, maybe even I mean, there's there's an argument that, you know, um, a lot of people are living to 100, you know, these days. Right. So if you think about it, like I'm 42, if I live to 100, that's 60 more years. That's a long time, you know, to be living. So, you know, I'm the way I look at it is I I really am enjoying this part of my life. I really am. I, I enjoy raising kids as challenging as it is sometimes. Uh, I'm enjoying the process. I love that, you know, and, and this is why like I'm a, I'm a junkie for personal growth is, is just like, I love seeing like how much better you can become as a person, you know, throughout your life. And since I've started the journey of that, of, of learning about myself, you know, and sometimes learning things that I don't really love to, to know, but it's sometimes all progress starts with the truth. Um, it, it's really a, it's really a cool thing. So I'm, I'm really enjoying, you know, the process. I really am. I'm, I'm enjoying the process of, of, of growth and, and, and learning. And, and um, it's, uh, I'm, I'm having a really good time. I really am. I, I, I enjoy uh, almost every day of my life. <laughs> Almost. Great, man. That's good. That's, I mean, it yeah. should be that way, right? That's no, I, I, I feel I feel very grateful. I feel I feel very grateful. I have a great wife. I got three awesome kids. Uh, you know, I'm healthy, so I'm, I'm all good. Good man. So, what do you want for your birthday? What's the the gift that you're looking for? Huh? Come on, there's got to be something you want. I mean, I don't you talk. Uh, don't lie, man. You talked about your little He-Man toy the other day. Yeah, but I don't why I have that, so I don't want that. Uh, no, I, I, I don't. I, I'm good. I have everything, you know, I, I possibly can need. I have, um, you know, going out with uh, my college buddy has a, a birthday um, a day before me, so we always go out to dinner. I'm going out to dinner with him tonight. You know, Vanessa's gonna, you know, have a barbecue for us, and so I just, you know, I'm good. I don't need. I don't need anything that I, I, you know what I love the, what I love the most is, is, um, you know, getting text messages from, from you guys, like about how you're doing and the growth that you're seeing and stuff. And that's the stuff that's gifts to me 
you know, seeing the impact that some of the work that, that I'm doing is having in your lives and your family's lives. Like that's, that's all I could, could ever ask for. So, I mean, there's nothing, you know, there's nothing I really need. I'm good. All right, man. Well, from all of us here at the FBU nation, well, happy birthday. Should we sing? Thanks brother. Now should we sing? Should we sing? Should we do a sing? We'll let everyone sing together. All right. For Vince's birthday. Yeah. I'm sure here, here, first, first rule uh, about what you should know. No one gives a shit about your birthday. (laughs) That's not true. Not when you're Vince Gabriel, man. A lot of people people care about you, man. I knew it was your birthday tomorrow. Did you? Yeah. It was your birthday. I got something special planned. Yeah. Very nice. (laughs) <laughs> all right guys well listen i want you guys to head on over to yeah. Vince's instagram and wish him a happy birthday so if you're listening to this go over there wish him a happy birthday let's make his day tell him how good your business is doing because of this podcast thanks so i forgot about the title man i was so excited to announce your birthday i forgot about the title today so, so, so today, oh you got it okay yeah i got it man <laughs> i got it so today we're going to talk about how to break through uh burnout as a gym owner so we kind of touched upon this uh, the other day. So this yep. is going to be like the next step to it. So yep. let's get rolling, man. What are the, the five steps? Yeah, no, I got a lot of feedback from the last podcast. I had a lot of gym owners email me about this one, a lot of private messages that, you know, I, I spoke to some people um, about when your business kind of hits this wall and hits this plateau. Um, and I remember uh, if you didn't listen to last week, you should really go back and listen to it. Um, but, but I talked about like, what are three potential reasons why your business could get stuck, right? And just to recap, either reasons where one, it could be a personal issue, right? You're going through some stuff that's possibly causing you to, 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 to for your business to slow down. Uh, the second thing, it's a departmental issue. And that's what I talked about. It could be, you know, something to do with your marketing or your staffing or something like that. And then the third one is the structure of your business is just messed up. And I use the example of, hey, you're, 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 you've you're been doing one-on-one for years and you're just not making the money you can anymore. And all your trainers are exhausted and you need to change the structure to like something like a semi-private or something like that. Right. And so, so, so the, the number one cause is usually personal and, and, and the, the big one is burnout, right? That you're going through burnout and that's what's affecting your business because you personally, you're not doing well. And the majority of probably the most used quote I've ever given is um, the, the number one chokehold on a business is the psychology of the owner. And I've said that many, many times. I'll continue to say that. I've learned it right from Tony Robbins. And it's, it's, a, it's very, very true. And so when you're going through burnout, there's some specific things that need to be addressed when you are. Now, I, I jotted these down as things that because I've gone through burnout. Uh, myself and I started to think about when I went through burnout personally um, what were the things that it actually did and I, I can think on the on the um, on the lines of probably two different times I, w- I was burnt out and I remember the second time that I was burnt out um, my health was a, a, a major issue um, that I had ignored and I had allowed uh, myself to, to, to boil in a, in a soup of, 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 of stress hormones. And I think that that's probably number one is when you're burnt out, you must first 
address your personal health. I don't know if burnout is even possible and being perfectly healthy, both physically and mentally, right? I don't know if it's possible. Like, have you ever talked to someone that I'm fried, I'm burnt out, but I, I, I feel the best I've ever felt. My thoughts are clear and everything's going, you know, you know what I'm saying? So I do think that majority of burnouts, there's going to be some, some, some impact on your, your personal health. And when I say personal health, I'm talking physically and mentally, physically and mentally. Okay. So number one is, you know, and again, with this first one, I'm preaching to the choir, right? But I'm kind of not because I was shocked when some of the first seminars I went to in the fitness industry, how out of shape some fitness professionals really are. So true. Right. I was shocked when the, the first I, the, the first seminar I went to was in L.A. and Tom Platt's was the uh was the facilitator and here was the, the, there was a wide range there were some people that i mean this was an issa seminar so there were some people that were just brick shit houses and wear tank tops and spandex and like this was back in 2002 or three or something remember those like pajama right? pants they used to yeah wear? yeah <laughs> but there were some people that were just like straight up bodybuilder like just yoked right and then there was other people that were just like they looked exhausted. Like you can see the look on their faces. They were just tired and they were just, you know, kind of cooked. Right. And I think that sometimes it's like, you've heard the, the saying that the, 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 what is it? The cobblers, the cobblers kids have holes in their shoes, right? Sometimes when you do something for a living, you can tend to ignore it. Right. And again, AB, this has never, ever happened to you, um, which I think that is part of the reason why you've been going strong. But the reality is, I think a lot of gym owners or personal trainers that turn into gym owners, they almost underestimate the physical challenges of it, the stress combined with the physical nature of the business. And they think that just there's, it's almost like this rite of passage that they're in the fitness industry. So they're going to be okay, right? Their health is going to be okay because they're in the fitness industry. And that can't be further from the truth. And in fact, owning a gym is a stressful thing to do. Signing a lease, having employees, all of this is stressful. And if you're not managing your own personal health, and, and, and here's the other thing too, what, what, what's something AB that uh, equates to being a gym owner? Really early mornings and a lot of times really late nights, which does not bode for well with sleep patterns, right? So, I mean, that's the thing is like, you may think, all right, why is Vince preaching to gym owners about being fit and shape? Because there's a lot of people listening to this need to hear this right now. There's a lot of people that they are burnt out and their personal health, both physically and mentally, right, is a big cause of the reason. And if I'm going to work with anyone that's burnt out, this is number one, is that you need a plan to get your shit together for your health, for your nutrition, 
And I think that a lot of guys in, the, in our industry, AB, they look at, they lift. And they go to the gym and they lift. And as long as they lift, they're fine. Well, I will tell you this. Your biggest asset as a business owner is not how much you lift. It's not how much you deadlift. It's not how much muscle mass you have. Your asset as a business owner is your brain. Is your brain. 100%. And you must treat that with the utmost respect and importance. So number one, sleep, right? Is sleep. Now, there's a lot of different things on sleep. I'm not going to unpack. I am not a sleep expert. I've gone through insomnia myself. The worst period of my life is when I went through, uh, I went through one bout of insomnia. And it was by the easiest. I can pinpoint it. It was the worst times of my life when I went through insomnia, 100%. So I've been through it, and it is brutal, brutal. If you are going through insomnia right now, you need to get help immediately, immediately. It is very risky for your life to have insomnia. So if that is, and I, and I, and I only say this is because I've been close to it in terms of I've gone through insomnia and it is not fun. But even if it's not insomnia, even if it's just really, 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 really bad sleep, um, it's, man, that's so the first thing I would do is get that on track, get one of those sleep trackers, get an aura ring or something like that, that tells you where you're at. Um, there's all kinds of different like research on how much sleep do you need and, and all that stuff. I'm not the expert to hear to tell you this. Um, you know, the normal rule of thumb is, you know, seven to eight hours of sleep a night, but, um, I can't remember the name of the book I recently read. Um, you actually can take, if you actually, uh, the, the website, I believe is chronoquiz.com. Oh, I did that. That, uh, yeah. the sleep test. Yeah. So there's a sleep what test. What did you get? So I was a dolphin. Oh, okay. Um, I was a bear. Yeah. And a, and the dolphin. So it's funny because the dolphin, I used to always force myself to go to bed really early to get more sleep. Um, but again, when you're, when you've gone through bouts of insomnia, you automatically go into dolphin category. Right. And, uh, so I now go to bed at like 1130 at night. So I go to bed really late now and I wake up at, at 630. I'm still getting used to it. Um, and it, I don't know if it's something I'm going to stick with forever, but so the, the website is chronoquiz.com and it tells you kind of your, it's almost like a personality test for your sleep pattern. Um, I would read the book. It's some pretty interesting stuff. I can't remember the title of the book. Uh, and I can't even remember the name, but I do know that chronoquiz.com uh, is like kind of tells you, you know, how much, when you should go to bed, when you should be waking up and stuff like that. Um, so, so sleep is huge. Um, it, you know, obviously that's probably the number one thing, you know, for your brain, right? Uh, your heart. Right. Sometimes gym owners that are lifters, they forget that one organ that is pretty important for your energy. Right. You're, you're not going to get you're not going to like lose every ounce of muscle you have if you start doing some cardio. <laughs> right. So like if, if you, you may need to start and I know AB is going to disagree with me here, but hell, if you're going to like maybe want to have energy throughout your day and you want to start feeling better, maybe you got to do some cardio. Maybe you could do some interval training. Maybe you need some steady state walking and getting your heart rate to 120 beats a minute and keeping it there for 60 minutes while you listen to this podcast or something like that. 
right? So you've got to train your heart, right? You got to treat your brain well, okay? So you treat your brain well by not giving yourself shitty food. Look at what you eat and be like, is this piece of food helping me or hurting me have a good brain, right? And if you're drinking too much and if you're eating too shit food and you're not doing it, it's not your brain's not going to function as well. So you almost have to start treating your own personal health as like you are this like very high performance vehicle to be able to run a gym. You have, you have to have this thing in check, right? There's all these programs out there that are, that are working on this for entrepreneurs all the time. Uh, my buddy, Brett Klicka is, uh, he's, a, he's a teacher for the Institute of Human Performance, where he goes down in Florida and he teaches entrepreneurs how to eat better and how to work out. And that's like, he's talking to like lawyers and accountants and like that kind of stuff. We have the knowledge, we already know what to do, but sometimes we just lose sight of it because the schedule gets bad. So I would say if you're burnt out, number one is you need a personal health plan. And I will say this, um, you may need to get someone else to do to write your programs for you. You may need, so I have Charlie Weingroff write my strength programs for me, right? So I don't go to the gym and I don't have to decide what I want to do. I just have, you know, you know, I'm not like as into it as I used to be. So I just talk to Charlie, who's the smartest mind on the planet at this stuff. And I have Charlie write my workouts for me and I just go do the gym and I do what Charlie says. Right. And so that's, that, that's, that's something. So you may need to get someone to tell you what to do. You may need to hire a coach for yourself. Now, some of you don't need this. And some of you are like, all right, Vince, move on to the next one. All right. But I know that there are people listening to this right now that you're out of shape and you're not taking care of your body. I never understood is. that. I honestly and, never understood that. I never understood that. Well, then that. you, may, you, you have to read about human behavior a little bit more. I, I understand how it can happen. Like, I get that. But you are the product of your environment, right? You're around fitness. I mean, you just got to block it in. It's just like anything else. You know, we sit here and tell our clients what to do, what not to do. But you got to the same thing with yourself. Now, I time block every day. This is my set time to work out every day. It's a non-negotiable. And it's the same thing that... You guys got to do for yourself. This is an investment that you're making in yourself. That time, it helps me unwind. It helps me to think clearer. I get out like anxiety that way. And then again, there's other things that I do for my brain too. Like you mentioned, that's really important too. So, you know, my brain, I like to brain dump. That really helps me to get everything out. You know, so that's something that I do. It doesn't have to be this big elaborate plan. It doesn't have to be, you know, complicated. Okay. Every day from 12 to one, I get, that's my time to work out. That's it. Just put it in your schedule and then just make it a non-negotiable. 12, that's when I work out. And the same thing with your eating. Don't go crazy. You don't have to make it like this big elaborate plan. Keep it simple. I have my three stable meals that I have every day, seven days a week, because it's just convenient and easy for me. It makes it something I don't have to think about. And if you could make it something that you don't have to think about, then you don't have to worry about it. You know, and I think we, and as a gym owner, you have a thousand different decisions to make all day. And with your health and fitness, you kind of want that on, on autopilot almost because you know what you should and shouldn't be doing. Set up a plan for yourself and just put it on autopilot. And very, very simple. It's not that hard. And, and, but I think that the big takeaway here is that you're making an investment in taking care of your brain. 
Right. That's, that's why you need to do this because as a business owner, your number one asset is your brain. And when you lose sight of your personal health, that thing does not work as well. And when that thing does not work as well, your business will suffer. So, uh, you know, the, the reality of this is, and I was saying this on the last call we just had, um, I walk around my neighborhood, right? Um, and it's 10 o'clock in the morning and I'm walking backwards in my neighborhood and I'm just like, you know, just not really walking really slow and, and, I'm, and I'm thinking, right? I'm thinking about what ideas I want to, 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 to implement. And I see all like the, the other, there's like these wives around and they got their yoga pants on and they're drinking their coffee and they're walking around. They see me in the neighborhood and they're like, Oh, this guy must be like a trust fund baby or something. Like, why is he, why isn't he at work? Why isn't he walking around? Like, what is he, like, what is he doing? And, they're not um, asking those questions. They're um, asking why the hell is this guy walking backwards down? The street? That's that what could, they're asking. That Let's could be true up. too. That could be yeah. true too. Um, but, but that's but, really the question they're but asking. But the reality is that is my work, right? That is my work. My work is my thinking. And that's one of the things I think you got to realize is you get paid to think. I have something I want to say about that too. You can go ahead with your thought, but I want to say something. So you get paid to think. And if you, if your brain and your body is not in the right frame of mind, you're just shutting down any idea flow that could come into your business and you're in survival mode. Right. So in order to be able to do that, you one, you got to be able to have time to do it, but two, you got to be able to feel a certain way to be able to do it. Agreed. You know, you had brought up something to us a long time ago about the men that built America. It was a show on the History Channel, and I don't know if you caught up to it, but recently they had like spin-offs on it: food that changed America, um, innovations that or inventions that changed America, and they talk about different things other than like you know the timeline of history. So they talked about like. Uh, pizza like Domino's <laughs> talked about uh, how the nuggets came about really interesting stuff actually cool and I'm sitting there I'm just watching it the other day and I don't watch much tv but I like like those kind of shows because they get inspire me to think and I'm like these guys were so successful in what they did not because of what they actually did but because they had time to think and the problem nowadays and I realize this with myself everything is this Everything is this, your phone, your phone. It's a constant distraction. It's binging, it's going off. And if it's not you, it's the kids. There's other distractions everywhere. And that's the difference between where we're at currently and where everyone was at back then. There was no distraction. So the guys who you know, had Domino's Pizza and Pizza Hut, they, what they did, they went to work. There was no distractions unless the phone actually rang. They had time to think, how can I make this business better? And I think that we take putting this away for granted. Like I know, like, I think it's almost like a dopamine hit for me to open my phone and have a notification, someone messaging me or someone inquiring about training. It's bad. It's not a good thing. It's very, very bad. And I think that, um, you know, that's having that time to think. And uh, I don't know if I should say the name on this podcast because it's probably like not good, but I, I, I heard him say this and it was like, I was like blown away by how simple this tip was. So this person, if you guys follow him, you'll know who I'm talking about, but he put, um, you know, those rifle headphones, like the, they look like headphones, but you put them on your ears to, to block out every sound. So when you yeah. shoot guns, it doesn't hurt your ears. So what he does is he, he puts his phone in the other room. He puts those on his head 
And he just spends an hour in that place thinking. And that kind of hit me. It's like that in addition to other things. I'm like, wow, you know, that's that's really, really important because we have this distraction with us all the time. Like, look, I have notifications on my phone now. So it's like you have to get away from that stuff. You have to. You have to have time to think. So my long rant is that you have to put this away and pretend oh, yeah. you're in the 70s and when they didn't have any of that stuff and close yourself in and work without anything. No computers, nothing. Paper and pen. It, it's a brilliant point. And, and I'm as guilty as anyone else of getting to, you know, it is. And, Very hard. you know, you, but it, it, it's, it's part of your life and, you know, you got to be able to put it in another room or, or, you know, and the best, the best productivity tip. And again, we're getting, we're, we're off track a little bit, but that's yeah, okay. Um, but the best productivity tip would be to set a timer for a certain amount of time and work on one project at a time. And work on that one project for 60 minutes and then don't do anything else and have your phone in another room. And if you can string together one to four of those a day, man, you're going to just be ultra productive. And I love to do that. I think the best time to do that is either super early in the morning, super early. I'm just not, I can't get up at 4 a.m. I mean, I could, but I don't like getting up that early to do that. But late at night. When the kids are asleep, your phone's not going to go off because they're not going to get text messages or anything like that. That's, I think, between like 10 and 11 is the best time to do that because there's literally no distractions. The world around you is sleeping. I, I tell you, the, the whole chrono quiz thing I talked about, it, it, free, it gave me like another two to three hours of life where I could do stuff because I was always like shooting, forcing myself to go to bed at 10 o'clock. And now it's like, oh, I, I don't have to go to bed till 1130 and I'm like getting all kinds of stuff done. I've actually, uh, I, and I can't believe it took me this long, but I've actually uh, been learning how to speed read. And I read my first full book in an hour the other night, which was really awesome and highlight. I have a whole process that I follow with highlighting the book and stuff like that. Um, but like, I wouldn't have done that if I was in bed at 10 o'clock. Um, so and again, as we're saying, getting your sleep, you Take the quiz and see where you're at and what you need. Okay, so yeah, number, number two, roll into number, number two. Uh, so, so number two is getting your money in check. Okay, getting your money in check. Now, if you're listening to this and you're burnt out and you don't have a money problem, um, then you are okay, right? Then you have to address other things. But I, the majority of people that I've seen that are burnt out, they have worries on their mind about money. Okay. And so I'll follow the number one thing that you need to have. And this is something my, my, my best friend, Mike Waldron always teaches is that your business needs a cash cushion. If your business does not have a cash cushion, you'll always be running your business from your heels. You'll always be, you know, running your business based on fear You'll never be able to invest as you should in your business. Now, here's the other thing too. One of my main principles in marketing is understanding and knowing lifetime value, right? And an example is this. Just yesterday, just uh, no, last week, I sent a text message to a, uh, an organization and I said, um, hey, I'd like to donate $1,000 to your program in exchange for two emails to promote mine. And they said, of course. 
well, how did I come up with a thousand dollars? And you might think like, well, is a thousand dollars. That's kind of a lot of money for two emails, but I knew the quality of the list and I knew that we were going to get a lot more than 10, than a thousand dollars worth of business from this one thing. The problem is if you don't have any cash reserves and you're running so lean, you're not going to make a decision like that. And failure to make decisions and investments like that will always keep you at bay. So it's a very, very important point that you have to have some kind of a cash cushion. And if you don't have a cash cushion, you, that's the first thing you need to start doing. You need to have some kind of a, of a security blanket of three to six months of expenses uh, that's in a, you know, a savings account or something like that, that is peace of mind for you. This thing's stressful as it is, but without some peace of mind financially, to have that little backup plan, to have that little, now, if you're one of those people that likes to live on the edge and you don't need it and you're not, and you're not, and you're totally fine risking everything you got, well, you're a tougher, stronger man than me, right? Um, but for the rest of us that like to have some security, um, you know, then that's probably like um, a, a really smart decision. Uh, the next thing is, is, is your home finances. You almost got to treat your home finances like your business finances, right? And obviously you don't have the, the tax benefits from your personal standpoint, but you should have a cash cushion in your personal savings, all right? You should live on a budget, right? Even if you make a lot of money, you still should probably live on some kind of a personal budget and not be dipping into your business and spending all your money on, on personal stuff, right? So that's the second thing is start, and this is another thing from Mike Waldron, is start to treat your personal like your business where you're looking at your revenue, you're looking at your expenses, and you're not exceeding, like how many of you look at that, right? You have to look at that. You look at your P&L for your business, but if can you look and see on a month, we, we brought in this much money on from the gym. And I spent like, let's say you took a salary of eight grand, but you spent 10. Well, you're going to run out of money at some point if you keep doing that. So it's important for, for you um, to see that. So that's really all I want to touch on. If you have those two things, if your personal finances are in check, you're out of debt, you got some cushion and your business finances, you know, are you have some kind of a cushion and you're, you're somewhat profitable, that should give you, you know, get you out of that burnout grind mode, right? That should get a, you out of that um that that fight or flight or that big fear of 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 not and now I I like you know me personally I like to have uh, I I invest in the, in the market and I have money in the market that I that I have as also as backup and investments and stuff like that so you have that that's an even a bonus but in terms of what we're talking about to get out of burnout man you're you're going to be really burnt out if you're always constantly worried and stressed about money yeah, so. I don't know. I know, you follow, I know you follow Dave Ramsey. I know you're a big fan of him too, like me, but his seven uh, baby steps are key. So, you know, if, if you're struggling with money and saving and all that stuff, just Google that. You don't even have to listen to Dave Ramsey. Just Google his seven baby steps and literally follow that. And that will help you get on track with money. Yeah. And that's more of a personal finance, right? Dave Ramsey talks I think about you that. Could yeah, I think you could uh, add that to business. Like, I think the principles of it are the same. Like, I think you could add that to business, like apply it to business. It just might be a little bit different. 
For sure. Yeah. No, and whoever is your guy, I mean, there's, there's Dave Ramsey, uh, Ramit Sethi talks a lot about money um, and wealth. I and-, and you ever hear of profit first? I, mean, I know you yeah. have, but yeah. for those listening, that's another principle that I love to follow too. Although I don't have nine different bank accounts <laughs> where everything goes to, like he recommends in the book. I think it's just as simple as having a savings bank account and a regular one. And then, okay, what did I make this week? What's left over that goes, you know, and pay yourself first. You know, I, I think it's just keeping it that simple. You know, yeah, the whole thing that, with him that, and nine different bank accounts is a little much. That 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 book pisses uh, a lot of financial uh, yeah. people off because it's yeah. like they're like they have to manage all the different bank accounts and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it doesn't um, make any okay. sense. I get it, but it's like at the same time, it's not that practical. I get it. I get okay. the principles of it, but. So we're recapping here. So one, if you're burnt out right now, address your health, get that, get that shit together, get that stuff in check. All right. That's first. Second thing is have your money in check. Okay. Make sure you're building towards some cash cushions, both on business side and personal side. Here's number three is get your priorities in check in terms of your role with your company, your role with your company. The fastest way for you to be burned out Okay, as the gym owner, and this is usually what I say, but the burnout is coming from you're doing too many sessions. You're working too much in your business. And the business lives and dies with the work that you do. If you remove yourself, everything falls apart. And so what you need to start doing is you need to start looking at your schedule and what are the things that you're doing on a daily basis And how can you replace some of those things for higher value activities? Okay, so the example is, and if I could just go down the accountability chart, you have admin that ranges from 10 to 15 bucks an hour. You have trainer that ranges anywhere. Can you pay someone 10 bucks an hour? Yes. You can? Absolutely. (laughs) I thought, is the minimum wage like 15? No. I don't know what the minimum wage is. We'll have to do our, do we have a fact checker on this podcast? I don't know, but I don't think it's 10 bucks, man. I don't think you, you can pay anyone 10 bucks unless it's commission. I don't, I don't know. No, I think, again, I was just giving a range here. Right. Uh, so don't, don't hold him to, to don't yeah, yeah. Him. I was just throwing numbers out. Um, but you have 15 to 25 for a trainer, right? And then if you had a salesperson, maybe it's like 30 to 40. And then if you have, you know, a marketing person, it's maybe 50 to 60, right? Let's just say, and if you have, you know, you know, someone that's running your business, you're going to pay them a lot more, right? But the reality is how start to look at the value of your time. It's a business owner. You're the most important person to your business. So if you are spending a lot of your human energy hours on the lowest value activities, that is going to burn you out. Mm-hmm. because your business is not going to get a return on those activities as much as it would get a return on the higher value activities. You'll get a much higher role of value activity out of thinking of a good marketing idea than you will from training a session or than you will from checking someone in on MindBody. Mm-hmm. So you have to start to look at your priorities and what are you doing for your company And you only have a finite amount of time every day and to start to shift your schedule, not to have to do this overnight, but to start to shift from all the low value activities and replace those with higher value activities. 
So that's huge. That, that was that, huge for me this year, especially. That is, that is, that is number three. And that's a big one. And we could probably do a podcast on that one. And we probably should. Yeah. Um, I know I did address this in great detail with the CEO mastermind uh, pretty recently, but that that's a really, that was my whole, that was my whole uh, last time. My whole hot seat was basically that was getting out of um, the day to day. Well, more of investing in, in myself, because that's essentially what you're doing. You're investing to get time back. And you talk about this so many times too. It's like you have to invest in the staff to get your time back. Yep. And that's, and that's uh, one of the reasons why your finances need to be in check. Because if your finances aren't in check, then it's really hard for you to invest. If you have no money, you'll always be in that cycle. Right. So that is a, so the, the action step here for you guys is start to, you know, take an inventory of your day and how many, how much are you working in the lower value activities? How, how many hours are you spending doing $15 an hour work? How many hours of the day are you spending $20 an hour work? And how, what do you need to do to shift to the higher yeah. stuff? Right. That's number three. All right. Let's go to number four, reestablishing the vision. Yeah. So this is important. And a lot of times people just, when they get burnt out, they just get into this groundhog day, right? Where they just keep going and they go in and they show up to work and they go home and leave and then they come back and they do it the next day. And they've totally lost touch with the, the vision and also the purpose of their business. I heard a, a quote uh, recently. He says, um, I, guy named uh, really i never have heard of him before which i which i can't believe but he's he's an internet marketing um hero uh he's trained a lot of the top guys but he um his name is rich sheffron and he basically said uh at the seminar i was at he said something along the lines of the guys that have a, a, a purpose beyond themselves never run out of energy Right. So you almost got to reconnect with like, as your, if your business is about you showing up and you working hard and you trying to like, you know, make sure you make enough money to be able to put food on the table, it, that, that's going to be a, a hard, you know, you got to do that in the beginning, right? There's, we all go through that process, but at some point it's got to be about being something beyond you. And when you work at something beyond you, it's much, much harder to get burnt out. But the second part of that is the direction and knowing where you're going. And, and Tom Plummer has a great quote. Um, he basically says, if you don't know where you're going, no one can help you. And I really, truly believe that's very, very true. And I think that when you get burnt out, you just see what's in front of you like 10 feet and you can't see where you're going, you've totally forgotten and lost touch with it. So the first thing that I would do is reestablish and start to ask yourself, where do I want this thing to be in a year? And start with a year, right? Don't worry about 10 years from now. Don't worry about five years from now, because if you don't even know what the day is going to be like, it's going to be hard to see the future. So start to, so just start to plan it out and say, what do I, if I'm having this conversation you know, a year from today, what has to have happened for me to feel happy with my progress? And you got to write that out and you got to answer that question and you got to lay it out and have a picture of it. I mean, the best exercise, business exercise I've ever learned is from Ari Weinswick and it's visioning and it's writing a story about what success looks like in the future. 
So if you've lost touch and you're a little burnt out, you've probably lost connection with where you want your business to go. And maybe you've never actually even thought about it. And it's probably time to start doing that. So I would Google visioning um, with Ari Weinswig or Zingerman's visioning something in that category. And I'd see what, you know, you can do to, to get things back on track. But if you don't know where you're going, no one can help you. That's number four. Number five, getting the right person on the bus. Yeah. It's so number, this kind of somewhat relates to number three. Um, there's a couple things that, that are going on here. There's nothing more fatiguing than working with people that you don't like to work with. That is a very draining situation. Especially if some of those people are have a negative energy to them. And I know that there's people that work in gyms that can have that. Now, one of my main, I don't know if you remember this AB, but when we, when we, when we started COVID, I had a bunch of rules during COVID that I, kept preaching over and over and over again. I said a lot of times I said the same stuff over and over and over again. But one of the, one of the things I said most was if you end COVID with people on your team that you wanted to get rid of before COVID, you should check yourself into an insane asylum. (laughs) That, that, that's essentially if, if, if COVID did and you know, here's the thing if you went through COVID and you didn't let someone go that you wanted to let you've wanted to let go for years, they are with you for life. You might as well tattoo their face on your chest because they are not going anywhere. Because if COVID didn't get rid of that person, nothing will. So, the, the whole point of getting the right people on the bus is it's very draining to work with problem employees. It's very draining to show off and be like, oh, I got to see that person again. It's very draining to have to deal with their problems over and over and over again. And so the first thing you need to do to get the right people on the bus is get the wrong people off the bus. Some of you listening to this are like, Son of a bitch. But at the end of the day, it's the hard decisions that we got to make, right? That are going to make or break our success. There's like, if if you're the wrong person on your team right now, they're just dragging your business through the mud. So the first step in getting the right people on the bus is to get the wrong people off. Get them out. Let them go. Cut them at the knees. They don't deserve to be there. And you're going to, if you continue to be a nice guy, if you continue to be a nice guy, it's only going to hurt you. So you got to think about that person on your team right now that you don't even want there. And you keep them there because of fear of conflict. You keep them there because of fear of, oh, well, they, won't, they may not be able to find another job or they've been with me for seven years. How could they let them go? No, bunch of crap. If they're the wrong person and they're draining your, Dan Dan Kennedy has this saying is if, if I have someone in my life that I wake up um, thinking about for more than three days and I'm not sleeping with them, they got to (laughs) go. 
So if you if you if you wake up and and more and every morning you're thinking about this person and there and here's the thing I, I'm guilty of this I'm guilty of keeping people too long I'm I'm guilty I've gone through this and but I can say this with a 100 certainty is that sometimes you have to make hard decisions that are the best thing for the business. And a lot of times the best thing for the business is the best thing for you to help free you up and get you out of that. So the best way to get the right people on the bus is to get the wrong people off the bus. And then once you have the right people on the bus, then you can start to revert to number three, right? Which is get your priorities in check and start getting stuff off your plate and getting it into the hands of people that you trust. I also think too with that, Vince, and, and uh, I hate to give him credit because he has his own football jersey on the wall in his office, but uh, Dan Goodman, he actually had gave me a piece of advice that I, I just, I've, I've been running with it lately and it's, it's so true. Diving into those people, you know, I do weekly one-on-one, you know, sit downs with them and that makes a huge difference because they're your first line of defense, especially your trainers and whoever else, your head trainers, whatever it is. They're your first line of defense. So the same thing with clients, we have to, you know, push into that relationship. You have to do the same thing with those people, because if they all get the vision and you start to click and you guys start to form such a stronger bond like that, that person's going to bat for you a thousand times if you're there just to listen to them. So those weekly meetings have been huge in bringing the team together. And I started doing them recently and I'm really starting to see the business uh, run and run in the simple fact that like, they actually care about the clients that are coming in. It's insane. Be- all because I spend a half hour of my time, you know, every week to listen to them about their problems and investing time with them. It's paying me back so much more return. And I think that you need to do that because it helps to, they're, they're saving you. You know, they're saving your time there. Again, you know, you lose those people who are on the front line and you're back into a different position that you don't want to be in. You don't, you don't want to be back on the floor training. So you need to invest in those people to make sure that they're that good front line of defense. That's great advice from CEO member uh, Dan Goodman, who owns uh, co-owns Varsity, Varsity House Gym with, with Joe Riggio. Those guys are doing a, a hell of a job over there. But uh, this is great, great input, AB. Um, so that's it. Get your health in check. Get your money in check. Get your priorities in check. Reestablish your vision and get the right people on the bus and you know that is uh, how you start chipping away at this burnout thing but it's a real thing it's it's a big problem and it kind of you know i know there's a lot of people that are going to listen to this that are going to be going that are going through burnout right now um but i will say it is not a death sentence you know you can get through burnout you can get back on track um but there's certain specific things that you're going to need to do uh to get there um i'd love to hear uh, if you are struggling with this, I'd love to hear about it. And if there's anything you can do to help me, this is not like a call to action to download a book or anything like that. If you're struggling and you need help, um, you know, send me a personal email, Vince at GabrielFitness.com, and love to chat with you and, and see how I can help. Um, Mike Boyle said to me years and years and years ago uh, when he met with me and took three hours of his time to meet with me, I said, what can I do to help you? And he said, just pay it forward. So this is me paying it forward. If you're struggling out there with burnout and you need some help, send me a, a message uh, privately to my email, vince at gabrielfitness.com. 
and happy to, to help you out in any way that I can. So hopefully this was helpful. Hopefully this gives you at least one to two action steps that you can uh, use to get back on track. And I think we will see you on the next episode. Peace. Peace. <laughs>